Hi everybody, Bob Olson here with a brief yet important segment today. Being the time of year for giving thanks, I thought I'd create a special episode for the doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers who are sacrificing an awful lot in order to help all of us during this worldwide healthcare crisis. I feel inspired to share seven insights that I've gained during my chosen calling of the last 23 years because I believe it might be helpful to them at this time. So if you know a doctor, nurse, or healthcare worker who might benefit from this, I hope you'll share it with them. I've watched the video footage on TV of so many of you who are exhausted, depleted, disheartened, and mourning the loss of more patients than you ever imagined losing during your career. And it seems that this tragic reality in which you now find yourself struggling to combat a seemingly random and compassionless nemesis is only going to escalate before we have a treatment or preventative measure to begin turning it around. Every time I hear one of you speak about your anguish, I think to myself, I wish for your sake that you knew what I have learned from my odd (laughs) yet illuminating calling. Because what I've learned, which I've been sharing with others for two decades now, has proven to ease the harsh sting of grief. Said another way, understanding what I've learned about life after death somehow comforts loss. Sometimes it helps a lot. Sometimes it helps just a little. Even a slight lessening of one's grief can mean the difference between moving forward or becoming stuck. I happened to be a private investigator in my 30s when my father died at the young age of 64. And because it was literally my job to question things that I did not know or understand, it was a natural response for me to choose to use my skills as a private eye to investigate what happened to my father following his death. Although I was raised Catholic and went to several years of catechism classes, I found myself without a spiritual foundation upon which to deal with my grief. I hoped that obtaining answers to my questions about life after death might provide this foundation. Long story short, my commitment to investigating the afterlife became my own private investigation, and I've been continuing it since 1997 when my father died. If you can allow yourself to at least consider what I have to share with you, you might discover something that can ease your suffering during this current health crisis, if even just a little. I promise to keep it brief, and if you think my gift to you is at least a bit helpful, I have additional resources where you can learn more. Before I mention the seven insights, though, I should mention that many of you already know firsthand the afterlife evidence I have discovered in my investigation, at least some of it. In fact, I've heard many of these stories from nurses and doctors over the course of my investigation. When your patients talk about seeing deceased loved ones welcoming them hours or days prior to dying, that's known as a deathbed vision. When you're in the room while someone is dying and you mentally experience their spiritual transition to the other side, as if having a front row seat, this is known 
as a shared death experience. And when your patients tell you about an otherworldly experience where they leave their body, see one or more spiritual beings, and possibly travel through a tunnel toward a bright light of love, this is known as a near-death experience. You might have also heard people say that they were visited by a person who died in a dream, and the dream felt real to them. This is known as a dream visitation. There was a great deal more evidence of life after death than just these things, but I'll end with these examples because they are experiences that are commonly known to doctors and nurses. And now I will introduce the seven insights I have for you based on what I've learned in my 23 years of investigating life after death. Number one, when people die in your hospital, nursing home, or care facility, their consciousness, not their body, but basically their mind, transitions to a, another place, a dimension we typically refer to as the afterlife, life after death, or what some people call heaven. Number two, all your patients who die are instantly met by loved ones who have died before them. People now in spirit who are there to provide what I can best refer to as a welcome home party. This is a most joyful and loving celebration because these people have now returned to our true home. And their loved ones in spirit, including their pets, are there to shower them with affection and even admiration for a job well done during their human lifetime, regardless of how long or short that lifetime may have been. Number three, while you as their doctor, nurse, or caretaker are deeply saddened by their passing, they are feeling more love, more bliss, and more peace than they were ever able to know in their human body. Yet, because a spiritual being can be in more than one place at a time, while they are being showered with love during their homecoming celebration, they are also with you, beside you, literally hugging you to ease your grief and suffering from their dying. They know what you were thinking and can feel what you were feeling. So they do what they can to lessen your pain due to their loss. They do this for you because of the love they feel for you and they don't want you to suffer in response to their transition back home. Number four, after your patients have gone home to the spirit world, they will make attempts to thank you for the love and care you gave them. They might show up in your dreams. They might appear to you in a flash as you close your eyes to rest. You might hear them call your name or smell their cologne or perfume where there's no reason for it, or even see them appear in front of you. This is their way of saying hello and communicating that they are grateful to you for everything you did for them. Number five, not everyone has the ability to experience dream visitations or hear, see, or smell messages from spirit. So your patients who are now in spirit might send you what we call after-death communications. There are many possibilities here, but some more common ones are putting coins, feathers, or some other token objects in your path that will remind you of them. They can also influence birds or animals to show up in ways that they hope you'll notice. Cardinals are a common bird they utilize for this because cardinals are so easily noticed. 
These signs are signals from them that they still exist and they are showing up to thank you for the care you gave them. Number six, doctors and nurses see a lot of death in their vocations, more today than ever. So I don't mean to suggest that every patient who dies is going to send you messages in the afterlife. Still, without a doubt, there are particular patients with whom you connect more deeply than others. You know who they are, and they know who you are. These are the people whose deaths hurt a little more, and who remain a part of your memory long after their passing. These are also the people who will shower you with love and healing energy from the spiritual dimension. You need not know they are there. You need not recognize any of these signs or signals from them, but they are with you all the same. Number seven, I have obtained a great deal of evidence that has taught me that your patient's deaths were planned from a spiritual perspective. Furthermore, this evidence has led me to conclude that your patients who have passed during this pandemic knew this was a possibility for them before they were born. Now, I do not believe that spirits choose a particular day and time and cause of death prior to their birth, but I'm convinced they know approximately how long they will live. What I'm trying to convey to you is that whatever the cause of your patient's passings, it is merely their opportunity to go back home. It is not a shortening of a life that was meant to be longer. It is not depriving them of a bright future because that future was never meant to be. People die young or people die old because that was the plan of that consciousness before they ever entered the womb. The car accident, the cancer, or the virus is merely the opportunity to exit the human flesh, the vehicle for returning to spirit. Just like the wave that rushes upon the shore to experience the beach, it always returns back to the ocean. Accordingly, the spirit that has a physical life always returns to the soul, the whole self, in the spiritual dimension. This is the gist of what I've learned as a private eye, who turns his skills toward investigating the afterlife. This information does not make death any less tragic or saddening. Death to those of us left behind simply sucks if I'm being honest about it. But for those of you who are diminishing your own lives in order to care for those of us who find ourselves in your care, my wish for you is that I could help you avoid being beaten down by the abyss of grief and loss. If I could just download what I've learned into your mind which has proven time and again to add some level of comfort to people's grief among my online audience and my book readers, I believe it might help you in your efforts to help all of us. If you find any of this eases your suffering, if even just a little, I have an iTunes podcast and a YouTube show that is absolutely free where you can learn more, and that's called Afterlife TV. And I have a book where I share all my findings about life after death. And the title of that is Answers About the Afterlife by me, Bob Olson. Thank you, doctors, nurses, caretakers, for the calling that you've chosen. You are true heroes during this current health crisis for sure. 
but even more, you are the handholders, hope givers, pain diminishers, and often the only companions present when we are not allowed to be there with our loved ones. We are grateful to you for all these services and hope that whatever it is you need from us, you never hesitate to ask for our assistance. Be safe and please take care of yourself. With love and appreciation, Bob Olson. I hope you enjoyed that Afterlife TV episode. I want to thank our sponsor, Best Psychic Directory. This is my site where I've vetted all of the psychics and mediums and animal communicators on there. And you also can read over 12,000 reviews from people just like you who have got incredible readings with these gifted people. That's bestpsychicdirectory.com. Now, if you want to make sure not to miss an episode of Afterlife TV, go to afterlifetv.com, sign up for a newsletter, or you can either like or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or subscribe on YouTube. Finally, if you could just check out my books, the first one is Answers About the Afterlife. That answers over 150 questions about life after death. And my second book is The Magic Mala. Magic Mala is all about what I learned about life while investigating the afterlife. You can check out those two books by me at bobolson.com. That's B-O-B-O-L-S-O-N.com.